Right. Thank you for being here. We will get started and others will join. All right. Let me let me pray for us as we get started. Uh, Lord, I just picture us around a big dining room table enjoying time with you. And uh, Lord, thank you for all you're doing in and through Conejo right now. Uh, we lift up even just this family chat and ask Holy Spirit that you would direct uh, and protect what's said. Uh, and, and Lord, that we would honor you in everything that we do and say. Amen. Amen. So first thing that I wanted to do, uh, something that's been on my mind, on my heart, is for you to get to know our council members a little better and for them to share something that they are excited about that God's doing in Caneo right now and maybe also a concern that they have right now. So that's a big risk because we don't have a, a council of people that are all yes men and women. Um, so, you know, but I felt like it was something that God put on my heart for them to also share a concern with you about, you know, what, what was going on. So uh, who wants to start? We've got John and Scott and Ryan in here, and I've got something that Leslie wrote. Scott's starting. Let's hear it for Scott as he pops up here. No need, no need. So for those of you that I have not met, this is my lovely wife, Julie. Julie. We're just not sitting together because we sit together all the time. Um, so the thing that I'm really excited about is just coming out of everything we've come out of the last two years. It was almost like a, a surreal. It was almost like life was so different. And I think God did some tremendous things during that time. But the thing that's exciting for me is for those of us that sort of muddled through it and stayed as present as possible and, and tried not to do, um, you know, tried not to watch the stream, which we did a few times, but most of the time we tried to be here. And I know everybody has a different, a different feeling for what they should and shouldn't do, but it was just so bizarre going through that whole experience. And now being back and seeing so many people starting to come back, just the energy, the excitement, the worship this morning was phenomenal. I mean, it was, it was tremendous. And it just feels like we're really starting to, to hit sort of a, a rhythm, if you will. And that sort of ties into my, my biggest concern, and that is if ever there were a harvest of people who are hurting, who need direction, who need Jesus, it's now. Amen. It's after this two years, and we don't want to miss that. Mm -hmm. And as a church, I am encouraging myself and everyone here as, as our church body and those that are committed to engage with your neighbors, with the people at the grocery store that check you out, with anybody that you come to where you have the Holy Spirit saying, talk to that person. Invite them here, because the harvest right now, I'm 100% convinced, is plenty. Mm -hmm. Is plenty, and we just need to be obedient, and I don't want us to lose that opportunity. So, that's it. Thank you. John? 
John Barber. Well, that's kind of hard, hard to follow. That was, that was great. Thank you. Um, hey, John, come up here because of the live stream. We're recording it for right. people that are not showing up. <laughs> I, like Scott, I am um, really excited to see new faces. I, I really am. Good morning, Vikash and Nancy. I'm really glad you guys are here. Um, others that, I see a couple others outside. Um, it's, um, it's been um, our prayer as a council um, that God would send us new people and that he would show us how in, in humility and in wisdom to take care of them because we, we need to take care of each other. I think sometimes churches lose people because they don't feel cared for. They don't feel seen and they don't feel cared for. So God, send us people and show us how to care for them. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. <clears throat> um, I don't know that I have a concern. Um, what, I, what I will mention, though, is um, I guess it's, in a sense it's a concern. And this is going to be easy for me to say because I'm here from 7.30 on Sunday mornings with, with the band. But I, I would love to see more of us here present at 10 o'clock when the service actually starts. I got a couple of amens. Wow, that never happens. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not because, you know, there's a rule that you got to be at worship at 10 o'clock when the service starts. It, it's, not a, it's not even that as much as it is a, the, the service is designed, hopefully, uh, it's been designed from beginning to end to take people somewhere. And I get the feeling at times that it's almost like if you're, if you're not in the building when the service starts, like when the plane takes off, you, it's hard to jump on mid-flight. Um, and so I just, I would love it if people would come at 10 o'clock um, in order to get as much out of the service um, as God wants and has, as has been hopefully designed into the service. Does that make sense? Yep. Great. Yeah. So it's, it's not a concern. It's just a something I'm hoping for. That's all. Great. Thank you, John. I want to say a word about that, too. So do you know who shows up on time or early? New people. And what's interesting is new people show up, and you're not here. So they look around, and they're like, I'm kind of alone. This is really weird. And a lot of times, they may decide in the first five or ten minutes if they want to come back. And we haven't, a lot of us haven't even shown up yet. So that's a thing. Uh, Ryan, do you have something you want to share with everybody? Welcome, Ryan, as he pops up here. Hi, uh, I'm Ryan Mayfield, if uh, I haven't met you yet. Um, so uh, something I think we re really do well at this church is uh, the things that are important to God, we, we really care about. And we make the, the main things the main things. And I think that, that stems from Kirk, and, it, and our people are like this too. And I appreciate that about you, and I think that's, that's going forward that, you know, if we're not doing what God wants us to do, well, what are we doing? 
and I think we're doing that. So, uh, and something, it's not really a, um, a warning, but I think something in, this, in the world we're in today, something that we need to continue to fight for is unity as a body. And so as Kirk preached last year, not uniformity. We're not going to be all the same. In fact, this church is pretty different. We're kind of all different people. Um, but we need to be one in Christ. And I think the, the, the word that keeps coming to my mind this week is um, from Ecclesiastes that said, a, a strand of three cores is not easily broken. And that we together need to be on this mission and pursuing um, unity as a body. And that comes through being intentional with our relationships. That comes through reaching out to people, making a phone call. And um, as we come out of the pandemic and we come into different uncertainties in our world, uh, if we're not one, how are we going to do what God wants us to do and, and, and to be? So, Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. And these are some words from Leslie, what she's excited about. I'm excited to see how we are committing to prayer through the various prayer communities and opportunities at Caneo. There are various prayer groups, WhatsApp, Prayer Night, Zoom Prayer, Sunday Prayer, and Small Group Prayer. Each are committed to, lift, to lifting up submitted requests and are growing in intercession. We're tracking requests on how God answers our requests for help. Requests include things through the Calvary, through the Caneo body and through relationships of individuals in each respective community and praying for people outside and inside our church walls. And the thing that, uh, a concern, she said, my concern is that we leave blessings on the table. That's interesting. We have not because we ask not. Or if we ask, then we don't act on it. My prayer is that we would live fully the life God has for us. We ask for his guidance, direction, and wisdom, looking to his word. Then we need to follow him. We first seek him, then we act on what he says. We can learn his plan through scripture, reading his word, and taking it to heart, asking, seeking, knock, knocking. And the last thing, uh, last prayer of mine is that we keep short accounts meaning actively forgiving and finding resolution in our relational conflicts, generally working out our salvation daily, learning to love each other practically, and not allowing any room for division. Well said, right? Would you clap for Amen. Leslie sharing that? She's with her mom this weekend. Uh, so next, I wanted to give a couple of ministry updates from women's ministry and men's ministry. So we're going to welcome Julie. Hi. One of the things I love about Leslie, who you just heard from, is that her heart and her focus and her gifting immediately goes to prayer. I mean, as Christians, we all pray, and, you know, I consider myself a person of prayer, but she, that is just her heart. My giftings lean more towards administration and more towards uh, organization. And so um, that's kind of why I'm the volunteer women's coordinator. So as you guys have heard, we've, had ex you know, we've got some exciting things coming up. We had a wonderful brunch last month. We are having a ladies hangout at my house this Friday. It's literally bring an appetizer, come fellowship. There's no agenda. Just going to spend some time together for a few hours. Um, and those are always great. Had a couple of those 
all-day women's retreat on April 2nd. It's going to be from 8 in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. Pray for the ladies that will be there. We are praying for 30 women. Um, it'll be tight with 30 women because the townhome is uh, not large, but the lake is beautiful, and we have access to a boat, and Andy's going to do teaching and, and worship and things, and it's, we, we have a really cool day planned, so please be in prayer for the, the ladies that God will bring. Um, so that's coming up, but one of the things really quick on my heart to begin to include, other than just events, which we have started to, you know, redo in, in the last six months, and I think we're doing an okay job with that, is service, opportunities, and things. We have yet to, I mean, other than the things that God places on our heart, the way that we care for the ladies in our body, and hopefully you guys are reaching out to friends, if you know someone's in need or all of that, that organically happens, I um, have on my heart that we should need to start incorporating some service things. Don't know what exactly that is. First thing that comes to mind is that James Storehouse is having a beautiful U event for women and they need volunteers for that. So we're gonna advertise that on our social media and that could be one thing where women could you know, participate. So that's just one service opportunity, but I am praying for more. So if you know of more, let me know and that's it. Wow, I love how God is strategic. I mean, all of the above, what was just said, is really the heart of the men's ministry right now. And, and I just wanted to take a few minutes and share with you some of the things that uh, we're going to be doing this year. Um, back at the end of the year, Jesus put on my heart to be a disciple. Not that I already wasn't a disciple, but he said to go and make disciples of all nations. And... Um, and I see that here at Caneo Church. I see so many people the reaching out to helping others and giving and all of that. Um, Jesus put on my heart just recently, John 13, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. That's the theme of our church right now, is to loving one another. Just as I loved you, you are also to love one another by this you all people will know that you are my disciples. So we're disciples. And 1 John 3, 18 says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. Deed. You know, we're, we're talking about love, real agape love, not Hollywood love. We're talking about reaching out and helping our neighbors, seeing those in need who, you know, who have less, that what, what uh, Kirk was just teaching this morning. You know, we can share with one another our resources. So basically what, what my vision is, is that we become more engaged, loving our neighbors, uh, being able to uh, uh, be intentional, and uh, just being disciples, men and women. And, and the vision that we have here, I just want to read this is a disciple is a man or a woman of God that worships God at all times, gives time, treasure, talent, support to others, loving at all times, knowing God's word, responding to persecution well, does not follow culture, cannot or can discern between good and evil, acts justly, takes responsibility for community issues. And so that's what our upcoming men's gatherings are all about. We're focusing on 
sharing with one another all the difficulties that we encounter and encouraging one another, iron sharpening iron. And uh, back in, in January, at the end of January, we had a great turnout at uh, uh, Chris and Kimberly's, and it was just a wonderful time. We, I forget we had about maybe 15, 16 guys, and just wonderful. Uh, cornhole, snacks, great time just uh, at the end, uh, sharing and, uh, you know, encouraging one another. It was just a, a wonderful time. Next week, Sunday is an opportunity for guys to get together. I've reached out to some of you already uh, via text. Uh, we're going to do a property cleanup. It's a beautification day. Um, Linda and I purchased some uh, azaleas. We're going to plant some azaleas. We're going to uh, spruce up uh, the grounds, uh, maybe do some things in here. Uh, but guys, uh, if you haven't responded to me, some of you already have, and I know you can't make it. Uh, but that's all right. Just uh, reach out to me and so we can get a head count. Uh, we're going to do a barbecue at, after we do our little projects, and we're going to have a great time and discussion as well. Uh, we have some other uh, events planned for the future. Um, in April, uh, April 30th, we're going to do uh, some building. Uh, hopefully, we're going to do some bunk bed building. If not, we will we, find something to do uh, to get uh, the men together. In June, um, we've got a, a Sunday Sarah retreat, or maybe even John's, St. John's. We're going to do a prayer retreat that day. The 13th of August, um, uh, we're doing uh, some wiffle ball and another barbecue at uh, Dover Hendricks. And then in September, um, another uh, afternoon, Sunday afternoon, maybe doing some paddle boarding or kayaking. And then in October, we've got our men's retreat at Nasamiento. And at the end of the year, I think we're going to do something really special. So, guys, uh, get involved. And ladies, nudge your significant men in your, in your life. And dads, bring your children, bring nephews, bring your neighbors. Uh, we're going to do this together. And uh, we're going to love the Lord, and we're going to love our neighbor. Thank you. Right on. Thank you, Mike. I feel like what's going on with men's and women's ministry is a snapshot of what God's doing in building and creating new on-ramps for people to connect with him. Uh, family ministry coming up soon. So next family chat, we'll hear from a different group of ministries. So we'll just, uh, just keep you informed with what God's birthing and doing. And there's also recovery ministry on its way that's getting started. So woo, woo, right? Um, and just one word. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this more over the next few weeks, but... I feel like God's uniquely positioned our church for this change in our culture that's been happening. So you are a group that's pretty diverse, pretty real, worshipful to the Lord, loving to people, and, and God's going to use your lives to bring people to him. More than my talking or John's worship leading, he's going to use your lives. So I think that the outward-focused nature of our church is what our culture really needs right now more than a really good Sunday service. Even though we're going to have that, it's more about what he wants to do through your lives out there. Right on? Okay. Um, let me give you a quick financial update. Uh, you may have heard me talk a little bit about that previously, but January was a struggle. 
So we fell 4,000 behind in January, which was kind of a surprise. I didn't see that coming because it feels like we have some good momentum as a church, new people coming, we're growing again, people are getting back into their groove, but I think maybe they were paying off their credit cards from December or something, which happens. Uh, and then February was also not good, so we're still waiting on our final number, but it was at least a $5,000 loss for February, which was very concerning. So that's a $9,000 deal, and the end of 2021 was good, and then suddenly it just turned to not not good. So why do I tell you that? Because you're the family, and we're right now around the dining room table, and if our family took a big hit financially, I would sit down with my kids, and we've done that before, and just said, hey, kids, here's what's going on. So let's all play our part in turning the ship around. And so I want to just encourage you, if you have not been financially supporting Kaneo regularly, please start. Now's a great time. And it's interesting, the one time in Scripture where God says, test me in this, it's with finances. He says, test me and see if I won't bless you. It's a challenge from him. It's interesting. Uh, and, and if you have been given, giving, thank you. And don't stop. Now would be a bad time to stop. But... I, I just I just believe that um, I, I mean I honestly this week I had a little anxiety about this stuff, but I really felt like the Lord showed me, keep loving people, keep a generous heart. Yes, tell people about how to help in Ukraine. Yes, let's continue doing things in the community and trust that God will meet these needs within our church, as well. So, um, John, would you? pray for us about all this? Here, come on up here and use, use the mic. I just, I, I want to just have a moment where we lift up this financial need to the Lord and ask that he would meet it. Yeah, Lord, we, uh, we together start by saying that we trust you. Uh, we, um, we're not uh, fretting about this news. Um, we look at it as an opportunity to trust you and to please you with our faith. So, Lord, um, be pleased by what you see in our hearts and minds right now. And at the same time that we say we trust you, we're asking you to provide. Um, we've seen you do this so many times over the last uh, number of years. Um, Lord, you told us to ask and, and to keep asking, to seek and keep seeking, to knock and keep knocking. And so that's what we're doing right now, Lord. And as we speak with you, we're, we're asking you, we're knocking on your door, we're seeking you and asking you, please uh, provide. And we, um, Lord, we end this prayer with gratitude because you always have in the past. So even as we ask you to provide, we thank you in advance for the way you're going to do it. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. So the last thing that I wanted to mention in our family chat today is Easter is almost here. How many of you are big Easter fans? I, I love this time of year. And we're going to do something similar to what we did last year. We're going to set up the Stations of the Cross out on the property Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
We're going to do a Good Friday service in here again uh, like we did last year and one big service on Easter that will be a blast. And I mentioned earlier the partnership of all the churches in the community. And it's not a partnership of all of us in one place doing one service. It's not a partnership of all of us giving the same message. But the idea of praying for other churches, and we may show a couple of them on the screen as they gather, and the whole idea of all of us inviting our friends to join us here or go somewhere to find Jesus and his people to get connected this year. I feel like with the, the season that people have been through, this Easter is a very unique opportunity. And um, uh, that's, what, that's what you guys were talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Those will magically appear in our lobby in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's actually a beautiful uh, graphic representation of the community of Mount Boney and all the churches working together. And the, me- the message is many churches, one Jesus. So I think that's going to be powerful to see how that plays out. Now, one, one other thing I want to mention, and, and I also want to just uh, ask you to begin praying about who you can invite, who you can influence, who you can point towards Jesus this Easter. And it may be someone that surprises you. So, and I, I, I can't tell you how many times God's done that with me where I'm like, that person? Like, they are too far gone. There's no hope for that one. I don't think so, Lord. And it's interesting how sometimes it's the person that you're not expecting is going through something in their life, and the Lord will put them on your heart. And you reach out and say, do you want to come with me? And they'll say, oh, yeah. It's interesting what happens. So uh, the other thing I want to mention with Easter is I had a meeting uh, yesterday with Dana and Jill to plan uh, a spring and Easter festival. And so that will be happening on Palm Sunday here on the property. And if you remember, we did Trunk or Treat and that fall festival. It'll be similar to that where it's an opportunity to invite people and it's a big outreach to the community. We're partnering with the Adventist Church. so We're going to all do it together and it's going to be a blast. So it's going to be uh, an egg hunt and a petting zoo and the Mr. Softy truck and some out- big outdoor games and just a really fun environment. And the whole goal is getting people on the property, inviting them back for Easter weekend. And so it's, uh, it's not a bait and switch because they're going to have a blast whether they come back or not. But we want to Make them feel welcome so that they do want to come back. And, and so how you can help with that is we'll, we'll tell you more about this next week, but you can start bringing candy and plastic eggs and egg cartons because we're going to do, Jill's going to set up resurrection eggs, which is 12 eggs with little things in them that, that represent the resurrection story. Um, and then the kids are going to assemble those out there as part of this thing. So it's not about the Easter bunny. It's about Christ. And we can still incorporate the egg thing that makes sense in our culture and, and talk about real life coming from him. So it will be a blast. Just wanted to let you know that. Um, anything else I'm missing about Easter season? I can't think of it. I think we're good. So... Thank you for being here as part of Family Chat. If you have questions, if you have comments, anything that you're like, man, I got this 
idea, come see me or Scott or John or Ryan, uh, Len or Julie, and we would love to just help you process that. But if we do Q&A right now, we will never go to lunch. <laughs> so, uh, but let me, let me, word, let me just pray. Lord, thank you for making us family in you. Thanks for the message from Nehemiah of seeing each other as brothers and sisters. Lord, may we love each other well. May we love you above all things. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody.